hard work every day. Not an easy mom, got no time to play. Always on the go. You stuck on the flow, but it's time for the show. everybody welcome back to another episode of our amazing not for lazy moms podcast and dads <laughs> how y'all doing good to see y'all again so we have the amazing co-host chris samuels as always my hubby and we have the amazing ali jacobs look i'm always calling you by your maiden name and then i call you by your married name what name do you prefer because y'all know ali she's a former dc um radio host she had her own show and everything back in the day so you went as ali jacobs back then right I did. So that's why I kind of, when I got married, I actually took away my middle name and made Jacobs my middle name because I feel like, especially, you know, in the DMV area, everybody knows me as Allie Jacobs. So. Right. Right. Okay. I always like, whenever I'm like putting your name down, like when we're doing press or anything, I'm like, shoot, am I supposed to put her, <laughs> her married name or her, her maiden name? <laughs> but when, yeah. I'm, when I'm acting crazy, just go Allie Jacobs because my husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, look, I'm really excited about today's topic because everybody can relate to this. Whether you have kids or not, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. Busy being unproductive. How many times do we wake up in the morning and we're like nonstop? all day and then you hit your feet at the end of your bed at the middle of the night when it's like 11 o'clock 12 o'clock going into the next day and you're like what the heck did i do all day i feel like i haven't accomplished anything i feel like every day is running into the next and a lot of times when you have kids that happens even more so i really want to dig into this topic today and i feel like it's going to really help some people and also i'll be preaching to myself so um, we can just go ahead and get started. What do you think about it, Ali? I mean, I feel like, yes, to all of it. I feel like that's incredibly relatable, especially when you have kids. You're not only responsible for everything you have to do, but you're responsible for everything that your kids have to do, especially if they're at a young age. I mean, they're not going to pack their lunches and, you know, set their homework or virtual school or whatever have you you need to be responsible for them as well. So it's just like the yeah. amount of stuff you have to do as soon as your eyes open in the morning, it's overwhelming. It makes you scatterbrained. Um, I have found, and I'll share, you know, I'll share with you some ways that I have found myself kind of being able to manage it a little bit better because it was getting out of control where at the end of the day, I'm like, what did I just do? Like, I feel like I did a whole lot of nothing, but I felt so busy. Yes. And it's so frustrating because I think that for me is when the mom guilt does kick in because I'll have my mind set like, okay, today when I get going, I'm going to make sure that I just stop and take a second and hug on my kids and just like, and that hardly ever happens. It's like, sit down, do that. Stop that. What are you doing? Leave your sister alone. Get from over there. Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, I'm ready to go to bed. Mommy, I'm tired or whining in between. And it's like my cuddles go to like wanting to ring around their neck like go <laughs> sit down somewhere <laughs> yeah but i will tell you monique like what you're saying to me i feel like we have this in our minds that productive means checking things off right like folding clothes doing our errands and stuff but productive also as a mom and dad is you know being present with your kids and hey did i you know take a deep breath instead of being short with them over something like i think being productive doesn't just have to be getting so much stuff done. And honestly, I think being the quarantine has taught me to slow down and to be like, all right, you know what? I was productive today because 
I had a great time with my son. We had a great conversation and neither one of us had a temper tantrum. Yes. You, you know, one, one big thing for me is just cleaning up behind the kids. It seems like early in the morning, whether it's Monique getting up or I'm getting up with the kids, we get them breakfast. They have their plates. You do their plates. And it's all day long, constantly picking up toys, doing dishes all day long, only to find out at the end of the night that it's a whole bunch of crap still laid out. That's <laughs> frustrating for me. Yes. And I, I witness it. And sometimes I feel like a drill sergeant because I know if I just say, hey, make sure y'all clean up when y'all are done and I leave the room, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I have to just stop and stand there. And literally, I'll be like, okay, put everything that you're working on inside this bin. It literally just happened like an hour <laughs> ago. <laughs> I said, go get the bin from the closet. Whatever you're working on, put it in the bin. Okay, mommy, I turn around two seconds later, they're still working or they're picking up something else. I was like, wait, Christopher, what did I just ask you to do? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, go get the bin. I'll just keep repeating it. And now they think it's funny. I'll say, pick up the paper, put it in a bin. Pick up the paper, put it in a bin. Pick up the paper. And they just start laughing. <laughs> I'm like, but it's necessary for y'all to get it through your head because it's just like one ear out the other. Oh, another, yeah. another thing is that um, the quarantine has definitely been a blessing for the Samuels family because it really allowed me to just really take a step back and realize What's more important? What do I need to get done? What's urgent? What can wait? And then actually create a routine so that I can stick to it. And I don't feel like every day I've accomplished nothing. Throughout this quarantine, I, I've finished writing my book. I self-published it. I went through a whole month of just reading about how to become a self-published author and how to create a publishing company so that other moms can be published under the Not For Lazy Moms books name. I was able to uh, record and release a song. I worked on a lyric video for a few weeks with um, a young man who is overseas. And I mean, it was like me being very detailed as to what I wanted to see. I was able to work on some episodes for season three of the Not For Lazy Moms podcast, get new content. The list goes on and on. I started my own essential oils line, Middle Eve Essentials. I had to literally receive samples and figure out what oils I want to launch with, figure out what I want them to look like, do the whole design phase, do the whole designing of the labels for the bottles and the packaging. It goes on and on. But what makes me most proud is that we implemented so many family routines that keep us connected with our kids. I actually, me and my husband both, we started doing nighttime meditation. And what I love about that is that we're doing it as a family. We're clearing our minds. We're, we're able to calm ourselves before we go to sleep. And then we say positive affirmations. We talk about what we loved most about the day. What do we value most? Like, so the kids will say things like food, family, love, treats, you know. <laughs> So it's been amazing because we're able to create a routine. And I think sometimes that's what helps us be more productive, which is just having a routine. And, you know, all right, on Tuesdays, I'm just going to spend time with the kids. So mm -hmm. now I don't feel like I'm busy being unproductive because I was productive in the sense that I was able to spend that family time and my kids are so happy. Absolutely. And it's those family days that mean the most to them. And you can actually be present and enjoy it knowing how much you got done the day before. Yeah. Um, I will say that, uh, so quarantine has taught me about, have you heard of bullet journaling at no. all? Okay. So 
to me, like writing in a journal sounds very overwhelming. Like I'm not going to write diary entries every night. I just don't have time for that. Um, And my, I don't think my brain can handle that at the end of the night. So what I've been doing is called bullet journaling and you just like jot down random things. It could be something you're, you know, some said that made you laugh today or something that maybe you wished you didn't do that you had a better reaction on, but it's also writing down things that you need to get done. So for me, I would write down everything that I would need to get done the next day. And I would look at it and take a step back and be like, okay, let me prioritize. What is the most important thing that needs to get done? You know, is it folding the, you know, clothes that have been sitting in the laundry room for a week? Or is it, you know, running to the grocery store and kind of number it all out. And that way it's not as overwhelming. It seems like a little more manageable. And then, and then at the end of the day, you see how much you got done. And even if you didn't get everything done, the fact that you still got some of it, you're proud of yourself for, you're like, all right, I did that. So it's been yes. Oh, okay. I never gave it that term, but I am the checklist but, queen. Okay. Oh. It's similar. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that's so funny. We have an app on our phone, which I'm going to be making a similar feature of this particular app concept that will be a part of the Not For Lazy Moms app that's going to be available the early part of next year. And I love to just like make a list and just see those little checks coming off. Mm-hmm. Like it is the best thing in the world because that is something that I implemented a while ago to make sure that I was on track. So for every project that I'm working on, I'll have a checklist next to, I'll have that project title. I'll have a checklist underneath it for all of the things I need to accomplish for that particular project. But what I like about what you just said, you just gave me an idea to start having a family subject area. So every day I can check off things that are particular to my family. So How many times did I say I love you? How many times did I give you kisses and hugs? How many times did we just sit down and just take a deep breath together? You like it? Yeah. How many times, you know, nothing. Here we go. (laughs) I promise y'all, he's not, he's not, he's not a nympho. He's not a sex addict. I just like the clown. He just likes to talk about sex all the time. I apologize. I don't even know why he's still talking about sex when we had sex last <laughs> night. And it was great. It was great. It Like I handled all of that and he's still talking about sex. So I apologize to the listeners out there because I don't even say the word it. sex. I'll... He was about to. I felt No, it. I wasn't going to say energy. it. She said it. She must be thinking about it. Well, I, I, well, I mean, <laughs> I am thinking about last night. It was very, it was very nice. So very refreshing. Very. But I like this checklist. You know. We got to put that little bracket, make sure that's on there, you know? Yes, but that's true. A marriage checklist. So maybe that's something we can start doing. That'd be great. Um, Because sometimes you'll have every intention to wake up and say, let me kiss my spouse as soon as I wake up. For me, I need to wait till after he brushes his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you don't know. It's funny she says that, not about the teeth part, but she was so busy working on, you know, she has like five different things going on business wise. (laughs) And for, Three or four weeks, I'm not getting any attention, no kisses, no I love you. Just walk by and stroke my shoulder or something. I got pissed off. Like, we had to have a conversation about that. So we definitely need the family checklist and the spouse checklist. Yes. No, he's absolutely right. And um, But that's when I, I throw it back on him and say, well, why can't you initiate? I started and doing he it. he did. Yes. He started doing yes. it. I would be on a computer in the office working hard. And he would walk in 
he would start rubbing my shoulders. He would give me a kiss and he'd just be like, baby, I love you. I'm like, oh, thank you. He'd be like, baby, I'm really proud of you. You're doing your thing. I'm like, okay. That's right. That's how you do it. <laughs> did. Romance. Romance. Yeah. <laughs> and the checklist could help as well when, you know, your husband starts getting frustrated and saying, hey, we haven't had sex in a while or, hey, we haven't been intimate in a while. What's going on? Then you can look at your checklist and be like, you know what? Right there. He ain't lying. I better go tighten this man up. Right, right. You know what? I haven't checked that off in a while. So yeah, he's right. Let me go ahead and handle that. (laughs) You don't want nobody else handling it for you. (laughs) But yeah, no, I love that. So having, um, adding in marriage, adding in family, adding in um, and then having your business and everything else that you want to achieve and accomplish. Um, sometimes being a stay-at-home mom mixed with an entrepreneur is difficult um, because being a mom is very fulfilling. But some of us women, I know um, you're the same way, Ali. I know I am. And sometimes we want to feel fulfilled in our work. We have other areas that we really desire to show our strengths and take a break from that mommy mode. Um, So sometimes it can be very difficult. And I know Chris, even being a stay-at-home dad now, um, he's retired and he coaches high school football. But right now, T'Challa. But right now- He's saying his name and everything in the background. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, He's trying to get all up in the conversation. I guess he's talking about his checklist too. (laughs) So right now, Chris is at home more. His his team is not playing. They're not having a season this year, which really sucks. Um, Maybe in the spring in March, but but yeah, but yeah. How does that? How do you think having all of this free time is? uh, Do you think it's helpful for you? Are you going to like create a checklist and start like Uh, doing some things? (laughs) Because No, listen, I'm very hands-on with the kids. Yes, Monique kind of, you know, the day-to-day business stuff, she handles all of that. And then we have an assistant too, which is great. And, uh, you know, but I'm pretty much with the kids, you know, taking the young one to the bathroom, you know, um, you know, cleaning up behind them, feeding them. Oh, yes. Oh, I yeah. know, I'm just laughing. Majority of the time, I'm the one, I'm, I'm basically the woman right now. I'm doing all of it. <laughs> You're a good stay-at-home dad. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's you know. It's not basically a woman. We need to stop doing You know what? You know what? All right, stop. Don't beat me up. Let me, let me. Clean we, it up. Let's hit that out. <laughs> no, no, no. This is raw dog. No, I'm the woman no, back in the day, like no in 1818. That's the traditional, what I was right. Yeah, right. back in the day, that was the woman's role. So that's kind of what I got going you on You are right a new generational dad. Because the concept of being a father years ago was just basically being the sperm donor and then paying the bills. Right. Paying Mm -hmm. the bills, providing. But to me, a full father is also dealing with the kids, handling the kids, Mm -hmm. helping with potty training. It should not. We need to change our mindset as far as thinking that it's the woman's job to do things and plan things out with the kids. And that's what I love about the growth that we've had Mm -hmm. is that you see that and you act on that and you're actually doing it. You're being a dad. It's not even I'm taking on the woman's role. No, that was I was talking about 1818 with the women. Okay, but that's what a father should do. No, but she's right. One one, one thing. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off because I feel like I'm getting butchered right here, right now. I need to get up out of this (laughs) some kind of way. I mean, just wiggle out, you know. But no, at the end of the day, Monique is right for a long time. I would just sit on the couch and whatever happened, it was Monique making it happen. And that frustrated her. And for years she would tell me this and I never really listened. And then all of a sudden I'm finding myself in this major disconnect. 
you know, from, you know, from, uh, from Monique. Yes. And I'm sitting wondering like, all right, you know, what's going on? You know, she's not really, you know, into me right now, but she's frustrated. And, yes. you know, in our counseling sessions and different things or whatever, you know, we were able to open up and kind of express those things. And it was finally for me to actually receive it and listen. So now I'm much more active. We need to get up, you know, uh, get out of the house. Let's go to lunch. I took the kids, uh, the oldest two kids, um, to the river, Great Falls. We went out there to, you know, beautiful pictures and spending time. So, and, and I'm starting to figure out, especially in the last probably two to three months, Monique is a high energy person yes. and she feeds off energy. If my energy's dead, she's going to be dead. Yes. So right now I am bouncing off the wall, drinking Red Bulls and everything <laughs> else. So I can get this energy, you know, so, <laughs> but, yeah, but it's true. But no, that's true. And it's like, I just want for the dads that are listening out there um, to change that mindset of, oh, I'm babysitting my kids. There's no way you can babysit your own kids. You babysit other people's kids. So it's more so I'm actually doing my job. You know, I'm being hands on. And there's certain things that money just cannot buy. But money cannot buy time. Money cannot buy intimacy. Money cannot buy uh, affection or those cuddles and kisses that we need and, and our kids need. So um, I love that you're able to say that because I it's think true. you expressing that is going to help some of the listeners out there right now who are struggling with that. Um, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, and I, I know we talked about this um, in prior seasons, but maybe we revisit it in a, in a future episode just because that stereotype is still there with dads. I mean, my husband is incredible. Like he, he reminds me of you, Chris, with the kids and stuff. I mean, my husband loves spending time with the kids. He loves helping out. He drives them. He drives my son, Sam to school every morning. And his teacher is like shocked by it. She's like, it's so nice to see a dad here. And it's like, it, my, my husband's like, wait, what does that even mean? Like, I, I enjoy this time. I enjoy the car ride over and, you know, bringing him with his little backpack and stuff. So I think that stereotype is there, which maybe gives some dads the excuse to kind of behave still that way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's still an issue. Yes. Yeah. So we just need for more parents to listen to Not For Lazy Moms podcast. <laughs> Follow us on our website because we give all kinds of tips and tricks for getting out of that, you know, that mindset and that thought process. But um, another thing I wanted to talk about is the big P word. And I'm not talking about the word you're thinking about, Chris. I'm talking about procrastination. <laughs> procrastination. Oh, my God. It is the devil. And I think it's one of those things that you'll never fully overcome. You, It's like you go in waves. It's just like balance. Like you go in waves of finding where you feel like this moment, I feel like I have it all together. And then the next moment, you're tipping that scale again. Procrastination is just hard to overcome and it's hard to deal with. And I really do want to give some tips for how to overcome procrastination. Some of you are listening right now who have business ideas, who have uh, the desire to write that book or to, you know, venture out on your passion and start that blog or, you know, anything. And to me, I actually dealt with it as well. When I first started Not For Lazy Moms, I remember being the perfectionist that I am years ago, I started not for lazy moms when Christopher was a little over a year old. And I felt as though I needed to have 50 articles already written. I felt like I needed to have um, a website already to go. And because I had this whole thought process, I did nothing. 
I kept saying, I need this. I need that. I have to have this in place. I need to have that in place. And my husband looked at me and he said, just do it. And I'm like, um, yeah, but no, I have to have all of this stuff ready first. I've started writing this article. I need 29 more. And he's like, just start like a group. Like he said, you, you're on Facebook. He said, just start a page on Facebook and then let it grow. Really, T'Challa? <laughs> he did not just Don't land by me. right yeah. on the laptop. <laughs> Are you serious right now? He said, I have some things to say because I'm a procrastinator too. I cannot believe him. You are funny. Go to your perch. And he doesn't even want to go. He just, he landed on the chair here. You better not poop in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think that, darn. I'm no, you were basically saying. saying that, you know, stop procrastinating and, and Which you put it on Facebook, the, the group, you know. So Chris like actually, he encouraged me. He said, just start it with a Facebook page. He said, let it grow. He said, so while you are still writing those articles, you can start creating that base so that when you do have the website, you'll have people who actually know about it and will go to it from there. I was like, oh, you're right. And it, I mean, it was like over a year later that I finally created that Facebook page and I started making my own little videos and making posts and started creating a small following. And then it just took off from there. So sometimes what you have to do is just do. Everything, it's almost like the universe just fills your energy once you start putting that action into motion, even if it's a small gesture. But to sit and let that idea just stay in your head, it's never going to go anywhere until you start actually putting the action behind it. Do something. And then the more you do, you'll just see you'll start meeting the people who need to be on your team to help you push that vision through. And I'll give a testimony even to Allie for people that are listening right now. When they ask, how did Not For Lazy Moms podcast begin? I had the desire to have my own podcast for this company. I only had the website at the time. And I made it a mission to be on as many podcasts as possible so that I could understand what podcasting was about. I was researching it online. I'm looking things up. I went to my first live podcast, which was the Hey Phrase podcast show, and it was Sarah Frazier and Paul Wharton. And I watched them on stage and I said, this is everything that I want. I want a podcast and I want to start doing live shows. I did a podcast with Allie at the time. She had her own podcast with another mom. And that was the beginning of the deals that I had for Not For Lazy Moms. She actually introduced me to the people I needed to know with iHeartMedia. And Ali, I'll let you tell the rest. I, well, you know, honestly, it's it's you you meet you, Monique, and you're such a natural where it's like you were born to do this. You were born to have your own show and to because you're so relatable and informative. And so it just made sense. And it's one of those things where, you know, people who are listening, it just it's obvious like you, you just have it. Um, I, I will. And, and you should be so proud of like like you said, it started out as a Facebook page and the whole thing of, you know, talking about procrastination, I feel like because this idea, all of it just seems so overwhelming. Like as you were talking, I thought about um, like moving into a new house, right. And having all of your stuff in so many boxes and you just sit in this empty house filled with boxes and just stare at everything. And you don't even want to unpack anything because it all is just too much. So you just take one box, one room at a time. And I feel like that's something like what you did. You started with a Facebook page and then you grew it from there. And I, and I feel like, you know, 
when you look at it like that, just taking it one little thing at a time, one step at a time, it's much more manageable. So you don't feel like you have to procrastinate. Well, yes. It kind of reminds me of, you know, people who procrastinate about working out. I know I've been there and eventually you got to get off the couch. You got to go work out and maybe it's two times for that week. And then you get a little bit better. Maybe the next week is three times and four times. And then before you know it, you're back in shape. Something like that. And it's hard. It's hard to make that first move. But once you make that first move, everything just starts to flow. It's it, and it definitely is like a workout because growth is hard. You know, when you work out, you get that soreness. Your muscles are tearing and repairing themselves. So it's almost like getting out of yourself, getting out of your own head, putting that idea and just doing it. And all of the people that you need will just start falling in line. Like who knew that I would be featuring on Ali's podcast show and then she would help me to get my own deal and then became a, a part of the team. <laughs> like It's amazing. And I'm so grateful for you because that is what, to me, girl power is all about. Mm -hmm. It's like we keep trying to just build each other. And at the same time, both of us are growing. And mm -hmm. Allie, you have your business now. Can you tell the people about what you do outside of Not For Lazy Moms? Because I think it's incredible. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and I do feel like we help each other be productive, you know? So it's like everybody's supporting each other. Um, I do brand consulting. So we always say it's like if you make these delicious cupcakes, but you have no idea how to tell people about them. That's where we come in. And we, you know, whether it's digital marketing or building you a website um, or social media, we do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I will say that this is still like, because I used to do radio and, and used to do that, that doing this podcast is just so much fun. And it's nice because it's just like chatting with fellow friends about stuff we're going through at the end of the day. Um, yeah. We kind of like motivate each other, which is nice as well. Yes. I think another important thing when it comes to trying to get out of that busy being unproductive mode is surrounding yourself with people who are like minded. They don't have to have the same business desires as you, but let them be people that speak positive energy into your life, speak positive words. The people that will look at you and say, eh, I don't think that's going to work. If they're not doing it in a way where they're challenging you to think more outside the box. Don't tell those people what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Only share what is close to your heart when it comes to your desires on a professional level, family level, marriage level. Share that with people who can receive it, nurture it, and breathe life into it for you and speak back to you. And that's one thing that I love about whenever we do have our, our meetings, even with our Not For Lazy Moms team, we all are business owners and we're all bringing it together and trying to figure out ways so that we can keep promoting each other keep each other accountable and keep pushing each other to that next level. And I don't think that I would be able to do what I'm doing right now if I did not have that base of real women that can sit around, talk about what we're going through, share those journeys, and then turn all of that into a story that we can share with the people that follow us. So it's a pretty amazing thing. And I think sometimes people don't understand how important it is to surround yourself with like-minded people um, because you'll just be frustrated. And you'll, when I told my vision of not for lazy moms to some of my former friends, the first thing they did was like, they were like, well, how can that turn into a profit? And I said, well, that's really not my goal right now. My desire is to help people. And I really want people to know that they're not alone in whatever journeys they're going through and whatever struggles they have. So the money will come eventually it will, but that wasn't what was driving me. It was my passion, passion yeah. was driving me. So yeah. 
that's another way that you can also be more productive is focusing on what you're passionate about. I'm sorry, real quick. This bird is eating my kids' toys, and I'm not <laughs> about to hear my me, seven-year-old no, freak out. You go ahead and tell. Well, I was just gonna scare him. No, 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 it's fine. Right? I'm gonna get him while you tell yeah. everybody about about what some of the way, some of the ways you overcame procrastination with your football. How you became this great coach? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'll be honest. I still procrastinate on getting stuff done. You know, mm -hmm. I got a truck out there that's been broke down for a few months and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. So, but when it comes to football, I really don't procrastinate much, you know, on the coaching side, I'm always busting my hump, preparing plays, getting stuff done because I have to have it ready by practice time. And that way we can, you know, have a successful game plan for the game on Friday nights. But I am a procrastinator and thank God I married somebody that's not, and that's Monique. She mm -hmm. gets stuff done. She has a checklist. And I just kind of follow suit, to be honest with you. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like we need that partner that kind of can push us and get right. us to get stuff done. I did really also want to ask you both if um, you start your day in a certain way that kind of helps the productivity, if that makes sense. You know, if there's, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to just be 100 with y'all. <laughs> when I start my day. It's more so like, oh, why are they up already? I'm so tired. Because a lot of times I'm ending my night like so late. So for me, it is good to have that start of the day routine. And that works for some people. But me personally, it's how I end my day. So I'll rub my little massage oil on my shoulders, underneath my feet. I light my little sage or I turn my diffuser on. And I play my nighttime meditation music on repeat the entire night and I get as good sleep as I can. <laughs> so it's not sometimes like about how many hours of sleep I get. It's the quality for me. So as long as I'm getting good quality sleep, my kids, you know, sometimes they're waking us up and I've only had four hours, but if I got that good quality of sleep, I'll wake up. I kind of like lay there for a second. I'm just like, Oh, and then I'll go ahead and get up, get dressed, get my day going and, uh, you know, get the kids together and everything. I will say uh, my husband and I, we, we always like wind down at the end of the day. We actually, we use this CBD face serum. We like rub it on our face, <laughs> it relaxes us. So we always make sure that we go to bed, super chill, calm, relaxed. When we start the day though, and you're right, it's like the little ones come in and you're like, are you kidding me? You can never just wake up on your own terms. Yeah. But um, what I've started doing is um, I read an article somewhere about like how making your bed. And I'm not even talking about like fluffing your pillows or anything fancy, just really flattening the sheet in the blanket can help you be more productive throughout the day. It's just like a good way to start the morning. So I try to do that every single day. And that way at the end of the night, when I come into my room, you know, for my CBD face serum, <laughs> I'm like, I see the bed and it's made and it just makes me feel so much happier and stuff like that. Yes. No, I like that. We actually grew up in a house where we were required to make our bed every morning. And it, you know how you have a spouse and then you start turning it into that spouse. <laughs> so no, it's not a bad thing. Um, so Chris has, he has taught me to take the edge off. And I remember when we were first dating and then we started living together, I was making the bed every day. And he was like, why are you making the bed when we're just going to get back in it? <laughs> Mess it up. <laughs> And I was just like, what? What do you mean? That's what you do. You make the bed. And then it, it just kind of dawned on me like, you know what? I've been doing this my whole life because it was just something I was taught to do. But mm -hmm. it actually, I'm very high strung. 
So that was helpful for me, for him to take that pressure off and say, look, leave the bed alone. Like, don't make the bed. <laughs> we just will leave survive. It. You know, like, it's going to be okay. And I'm just like, no, I got to make the bed. And it actually changed me in a sense where I was able to just be more relaxed. So I had the opposite effect, but I totally, I totally feel you. It's like having a routine, whatever that routine is, mm-hmm. it does help and it does comfort you and kind of helps you to have a, a great day. <laughs> Definitely. What's your routine? I'm, I'm, I just suggest that's my routine because you never know what's coming at, uh, towards you that particular morning. Mm-hmm. You can have a happy baby waking up. You can have happy kids. You can have a sad kid. You can have a frustrated kid, a, a kid with a nightmare. I don't want to eat this. I want oatmeal. I mean, so I just suggest that's my routine. I just, you know, try to, you know, help Monique as much as possible you know, doing my job with the kids and, Stop you know, being help Monique. you helping us. No, no, no. But at the end of the day, no, Monique is handling four or five different businesses. Right. <laughs> we have kids. They're young, you know. So at the end of the day, uh, I'm not working. You know, all of my money was made from football. I'm retired. I just volunteered at the high school. So my biggest thing is I want to help Monique and take some stress off of her so she can focus on her projects. Thank you. Thank you. And it's crazy because you kind of go through those time cycles in life where, um, there was a time where that was me. Like Chris was the one out there making that NFL bread. And then he was going to the high school coaching and then college coaching and, and everything else. And I was that down person that was just like, I got you. Right. You focus on your work and I got everything else covered. So now it's like the roles have kind of reversed and he's, he's, he's accomplished. He's done all that he wanted to do. And he wants to be a family man and, and, and be home and then coach high school on the side. And I love that. I can't wait to get to that level where I feel like I've done it all. I've accomplished everything I really wanted to do. And then I can just sit back and say, well done. I did it. (laughs) It's it's so funny. She said that because one time and her family was in town and we're back and forth. She was like, well, I'm the type person. Once I accomplish something, then I'm going to accomplish this. And I want to do that. And I want to do that. And I'm like, not for me. Like, you know, I feel like I'm accomplished. Now I want to reap the benefits and enjoy myself. And that's just how you are. You look at other people, they taking their careers and they doing it. I said, well, that's not me. This is what I want to do. And I want to enjoy my kids because I, I look at, for instance, Michael Strahan, you know, he's done a wonderful job on the football field. He's in the hall of fame, but then now look at his career. You know, he's hosting red carpet events and he's on talk shows and game shows and all of that. But at the end of the day, that's for Michael. For me, you know, my thing is, and no slight on Michael by no means, I'm pretty sure he's a great dad, he's an awesome guy. And But at the end of the day, my thing is, I want to be hands-on with my kids and see them grow and, you know, mold and shape them. And I want to be more hands-on and spend time with them. So yes. this is my path, you know, this is what I like. And these are the years that are those fundamental years that are so important when they're young. Our kids are seven, five, and almost two. So these are the times where they actually want to be around us and they think that we're the greatest and we're superheroes and all of that good stuff. And there will be a time where they're in their teenage years and they don't even want to see us or deal with us. They don't want to be with their friends. So I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and, you know, nurture that moment, which is why I love that my business in itself is based around family. So I'm able to just kind of document what it is I'm going through uh, on a daily basis with my young children. So Definitely. (laughs) So we'll give you all some tips. Um, We actually gave a lot of tips as we were talking, but I think that the one thing that stuck out in my mind that I loved is the tip that Allie gave about the bullet uh, journaling or bullet diary. I think that's genius. And I'm going to implement that into what I already do, which is my little checklist, but do one for family, do one for marriage. And now every day, and I don't want it to be 
in, uh, in genuine. I want it to be like, I don't want to say, oh, I gave him a hug. Oh, I gave him a kiss. You know, I was- <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I'm just listening. <laughs> but it needs to be natural. Though. But it's just a checklist to hold you accountable to those things. That's all. You know? Right. Just to make sure that you're not so out of tune with the basic needs of your family or the basic needs in your marriage um, so that you're not so out of tune with those things. And I think another good tip is to just pace yourself, create. I love having office hours. You know, um, I think that helps me be more productive because I'm giving myself a time limit as to when I can focus on my work and then I'm done. I'm putting the work down and now I'm focused on my kids. I'm not going out. I'm not hanging out with friends on certain days. The weekends are reserved for family and I love it. So um, you have any other tips? Um, just adapt. Be flexible. Because that's what I have to do on a daily basis. That's actually really, really good tip. I know it was. I mean, okay, you ever doubted me? I mean, no. <laughs> I wouldn't have you on this podcast. If I was going to doubt you now. <laughs> what about you, Al? Do you have any more tips? I know I saw um, So one thing that I do, uh, if I have like little tiny things that I have to do throughout the day, like unload the dishwasher, fold clothes, I actually make it a game for myself and I'll set Alexa. I'll be like, Alexa, set timer for two minutes and I'll see if I can unload the dishwasher in that amount of time. <laughs> My husband thinks I'm insane. For, he was like, are you, he was like, are you in your own little, you know, double dare game right now or something? But yes, I like to do that. And it helps me get stuff done. No, <laughs> that, it, that, works. That, that's so funny. You say that because I pretty much load the dishwasher every day. So I think I'm gonna start challenging myself with a little stopwatch. Yes, <laughs> it is. Seriously, it takes, it takes him all day. I swear, every time I turn around, he's in that dishwasher. Because what it is, as they eat throughout the day, I don't want a bunch of dishes piled up in the sink, and then I gotta do them later at night. So I'm constantly rinsing dishes and putting them in. That way, at the end of the night, I put one or two more plates in, and we're done. Y'all don't understand how proud this That's man is about them dishes. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> He'd be serious about them dishes, and I'd just be cracking up like, yo, you are going to get a dishwashing award. Like, dude, you'd be laying, and then don't put the dishes in the dishwasher thinking you're being helpful and you don't put them in the correct way. You better put he them will, in the right way. He will get so frustrated and he will take them out, he'll reorganize them, and then he'll complain about it while he's doing it. Like, they, they thought they'd being helpful. They didn't put the dishes in. How that going to get washed? How that going to get washed if they got it stacked like this? What's so funny is, I'm turning. In, I've turned into the old Monique. Monique used to be very particular about this. One day I, I did some laundry. This was years ago, and uh -huh. I'm thinking that I'm being helpful. Like I'm gonna do some laundry, and I folded it up and put it in there. She came in and took everything out and refolded it and put it back in there. So I was like, I'm never doing laundry again, and I hadn't since. <laughs> it was terrible. How do you fold clothes and then you make them more wrinkled? <laughs> That's a talent. That's a talent. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Um, I need to now put these back in the wash and start the whole process all over again. Wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So I think I think this was great. Um, hopefully it'll help people to be more productive and feel like the pressure isn't as great. Stop uh, doing the whole procrastination thing. Avoid procrastination by putting action behind whatever it is that you want to achieve. Um, start small. Do what you can. Do what you can afford. It does. You don't have to go out and make this great investment of uh, money. I think that the time that you put into is actually more valuable. And that's what's going to be the most 
uh, that people can recognize. It's like, wow, they put a lot of time and effort and love into this and it'll make them want to support you. So um, uh, confessions, anybody, any confessions mm, on I'm busy a, being unproductive? I, I said it earlier. I'm a pro procrastinator all the time. I'm procrastinating on getting stuff done. And, you know, that's probably my biggest confession. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll be like, Chris. When are you gonna do this, that, and the other, Chris? When, and I'll get and then to he it gets, when I'm ready. And then he doesn't get to it. I get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna keep working on that, y'all. That was a great confession. That's true. Yeah. Um, my confession is that I have so much clean laundry just sitting in baskets in the laundry room. It's just sitting there, and I'm procrastinating, and I know I am, and eventually I'll get to it, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me think of well, well I, stuff I like probably have a ton of things that I could confess about. Um yeah, I, I I have a confession. My kids take way too long to uh clean up after themselves. They have toys, they have a whole playroom. Why can't you keep your toys in the playroom? So what I did earlier today. I threw all of their toys in the trash that were downstairs <laughs> and I do not feel bad about it because I've said a thousand and one times to clean up your toys, put them away when you're done. And they think it's a joke. So I didn't throw them in the trash. We're going to give them to purple heart. We're going to donate their toys. So, and I told them their, their toys are now going to have a great new home for a child that needs them and a child that will probably clean up after themselves. And I told them, I said, if y'all can't clean up after yourselves, clearly you don't need all of these things. It's too much for you to maintain. So I definitely put all of their toys that were not put away into a big black bag, and I'm gonna call Purple Heart to, to donate them. That's good. <laughs> Solve that. <laughs> Check that off. Check it off the list. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a great week. I can't wait till next week. We have so many great topics that we're going to be discussing this entire season. Um, I'm really excited for season three and the fact that we are not just audible, but we're also visual. So check us out on our YouTube feed at Not For Lazy Moms. If you're listening, um, if you want to see the show and actually just see our reactions, then check out our YouTube page where these episodes will be posted. And we have so much in store. Um, make sure you also check out notforlazymoms.com. We have our shop that has opened. Um, my book, Potty Training Mommy and Daddy, is available. And we are going to be doing podcast episodes about potty training to give you some tips and tricks along with the book to help you out. So y'all have a good one. Thank you so much and be safe.